0: Do you remember the first time that we met? I do. We were,
1: I think, 11 years old. And your mom and dad had just moved down the street from my parents, I think uh, maybe not even 100 yards down the street. And your mom brought you and your little brothers over to my house. And I, I remember getting like ushered out into the hall, you know, being presented like the Von Trapp children with my brother and sister <laughs> and our parents introduced us. And, uh, yeah, I, I assume I probably, I thought you were cool. You probably
0: did not think I was cool. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> no, I, no, I, because you had, you had like buck teeth and a bowl cut and you were on crutches.
1: Oh, I was on crutches. That's right. I had just broken my leg. Um, a couple months before that. And so I was still doing the, like the rehab to get my, I I broke my femur. So I was like in the hospital for a month and then on in a full body cast for like six weeks and then on crutches for quite a while after that. A
0: full, a full body cast really?
1: No, for real. Like from, uh, from my nipples down, I was in a cast. (laughs) It was, it was awful. It was like the worst summer of my life. Um, but anyways, I remember, I remember that your, your parents introduced you to my family. Like they brought all the kids together and, and, um, I remember I was really impressed because right after we met, it was like it was like, Well, do you like baseball? Do you like whatever? And and like video games came up, right? So you were like, Do you like video games? And we were like, Yeah, we like video games. And so you and your little brother Jordan went and got Mortal Kombat for I think it was Sega Genesis. Oh, yeah. And you came over and you put it in, and I, I, I could never play video games. It was just never something that I did. Um But you and Jordan knew every fatality for every Mortal Kombat character and it blew my fucking mind and I was like are you a wizard but uh that was so that was my first memory of of you guys was playing Mortal Kombat in my basement
0: yeah I remember that too and I remember playing (laughs) basketball with you and we would play like Harlem Globetrotters where we would just sit outside and try the craziest like shots like behind the back <laughs> over over the house yeah and things like that I, and, and I, I, remember I remember how
1: bad it was too like i can only imagine what it must have looked like to somebody who wasn't us because we thought we were being awesome like slow mo between the legs you know like hook shots but what it had to have looked like to anybody from the outside was just kids on the verge of having seizures just throwing the ball in any <laughs> any direction
0: like <laughs> and, and one of them was crippled
1: <laughs> me on my crutches uh,
0: yeah I really did I really didn't like you the first time that we met like I think the first couple of the first year or so like I, I just like put up with you
1: <laughs> yeah well we had a we had kind of an interesting relationship because I we we were kind of friends because we had to be. We lived next door to each other, more or less, mm, and friends we were, by
0: proximity. Yeah,
1: we were one of the only like the only kids our age on our street. So if we wanted to hang out with anybody else, we had to like ride our bikes up a hill. So obviously, we were just going to hang out together. Um, but we so we we were friends by default for a while. But then I moved away, and when I moved yeah. away. Uh, I was happy. I <laughs> I'm just, well, I'm just I, I think well, you would accidentally become one of the weird kids, and and you were never really destined to be a
0: weird kid. You were always very uh, b- like personable. Wait um, a minute, what do you mean I, I became a weird kid?
1: Well, you were hanging out with me and uh, our friend Dan, and like the we just were like the weird kids. Like we didn't fit in at school. We hung out in a small group at recess, and. And uh, we like Dan and I actually were weird. You weren't weird, but you hung out with us, so you just got like grouped in. Um, so when I moved away, you had this huge opportunity to become cool, and you did. So when I came back a year later, you were like, "Fuck this guy, I'm not hanging out with him anymore. My life is way better without him in it." And so I remember I remember uh, calling your house and you had told your mom to tell me that I was on a, that you were on a bike ride. <laughs> and so you didn't come to the phone and uh um, and i remember like I, I i got the hint after i think like 12 phone calls or maybe more but <laughs> um but then we we got stuck together in a spanish a class spanish we, class. We sat next yep. to each other and uh that was when we actually started becoming friends like for well real. it's
0: because we had conversations um, like i i mean that was you in what, were, fifth grade you were a pain in the ass
1: Yeah, I was a troubled kid. Like, I I basically, I didn't like that teacher. She was the first teacher that I ever, like, you know that realization that you get when you're a kid where as you start to grow up, like, at, at first, all adults are just by default smarter than you. They know more than you. They have more authority than you. And then you have this, like, flash of realization at one point that, oh, my God, I'm smarter than this adult. Um, that Spanish teacher was the first adult where I ever had that, I had that realization. I was like, oh my God, I'm smarter than this woman. And so I used to just run her up the wall because it was easy. Um, and I think, but you and I actually became friends in there cause we would, we would talk and, and, uh, I think, I don't, I, I don't know if I was helping you with your homework at that point, but, um,
0: she, She once took me out in the hall and told me that I should not be friends with you because you were a very bad influence on me. (laughs) And I think that made me like you more. Uh, Well, yeah, that probably didn't hurt. And you did do my homework for me, which I appreciate.
1: (laughs) Well, that was kind of our, that was like the the glue that held our friendship together was you would get me invited to parties and I would make sure you didn't fail your classes.
0: (laughs) We've always, we've always, uh, I guess, from that age and on, we've uh, been able to complement each other pretty well. Then, huh? Because I, st- I mean, you're a little bit more socially uh, adept now. You can actually get invited to parties. I still, however, probably cannot do homework. Well, you can do certain kinds of homework. I wouldn't trust you with my accounting. No, I wouldn't either. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I have an accountant. Yes. Um but no, I think uh we we've always had a very uh
1: complementary set of skills and I, I think that's why we've always been um we've always stayed close partially because you know we've we've just developed a great friendship and we can we can talk pretty openly, but also because in a, a business capacity we are kind of the the perfect partners because you are um your skill set was always uh, interpersonal and idea generation and marketing. And I was always a little better at kind of putting my head down and executing and getting things done. Um, so when you were starting a, a personal training gym, I was I was just learning how to build websites and uh, set up email capture and, and the things that you needed. So we kind of worked together that way. And then you um, you put together like your first project and I helped you package it and design it. And from your success, I got referrals. And then from my referrals, you know, we just, we had this really good snowball going. Like I, I would learn something that would help your business and you would do something that would get me more referrals and you would help me with my own marketing. And so it was always very, uh, very kind of like, like as one of us got better, we'd pull the other up the same way. Um, -hmm. and I think that, you know, that reinforced like it reinforced the right kind of friendship because what I really value about our friendship that I, I haven't seen in some of my other friendships, which is why they didn't last beyond high school or beyond wherever I, I met these people is, you know, with you and I, it's always been kind of uh, success first. Like we, we talk about what can we do to be better as opposed to, I, I, I don't know, like what do you want to do to distract us today? It's like, hey, what what can we do to like be better? And, yeah. um, uh, that, that's always meant, it's meant a lot to me because I love that type of, um, I, I like I, I really value that type of, uh, of interaction. And I, when I talk to people, I want to know, like, what are you doing? Like, what are you working on? What are you excited about?
0: What's and, your day look like?
1: Yeah. Yeah. What do you like? What, what are you really stoked to do? What are you creating? And whenever I talk to somebody who doesn't do that or who, you know, like, and some people just don't have that type of ambition and that's totally okay, but it, it, it makes it harder for me to have a really like strong connection because we, we don't have that in common. And that's something that's very important to me, um, mm-hmm. in terms of just like, th- this is what I talk about. <laughs> this is, this is where my, my, uh, my interesting conversation goes. It's where my, my ambition and my, like all my hobbies are along this line. So, um, The fact that you and I have always been able to talk about that has been really good for, I mean, in a lot of ways, I think.
0: Was there, like, a point? I don't don't know the answer to this. Maybe you do. Was there a point when we, like, had a conversation that kind of changed everything, meaning, like, where we were just really open with each other and kind of let our guard or our egos down? Or was that just something that you think we built up over time just with lots and lots and lots of practice? Well... I think it, it happened over time,
1: but it happened deliberately because I remember, um, when we Actually, were,
0: l- sorry, let me interrupt you for one second Yeah, because that was an assumption too. Do you feel like you can be like 100% honest with me?
1: Yeah. I've never had any issue. I, I mean, I, I am pretty honest by default, but like, I, I don't feel self-conscious, uh, talking to you about things. And that's always been, I think a really big, like, it's, it's nice because you can just really speak your mind. Um, and it, I think it's, you know, the reason that I don't think I'll ever go to therapy is because I can talk to you the way that I would talk to a therapist, which is like saying all the things that are on my mind, even the ones that make me feel maybe weak or stupid or ignorant or whatever, anything that makes me not my best self. I feel like I can say that out loud to you and it's not going to make you... It's not going to make you think less of me as a person, and I think that's why a lot of people see Actually, psychiatrists is for that same safe space.
0: What it, what it does too is it not only doesn't uh, I don't I don't look down upon it at all. What it does is it gives me the open space to do the same, and I think that's huge because I feel like, especially when we were young, right? Um, I don't know, early teens, uh, early twenties, that we. It's nice to know that you have someone to go through shit with, meaning like other people are having the same kinds of experiences that you're having, the same kind of doubts, the same kind of, uh, the same kind of problems and some of the same successes. So it's always been nice to be able to share not only the good stuff with you, but also the shit that I'm just not sure how to figure it out. And I need a sounding board. And that's what I've really valued about our relationship is as we continue to grow, like I think you'd did a fantastic job earlier saying like one of us would get a little further ahead maybe and then like help pull the other one up, uh, by whatever measure or whatever way that we can. And that's something that's been really important to me. And it's funny because I think based on the way that we've interacted, I, at some point in my life, just started interacting with everybody like that.
1: Mm. Yeah. I feel the same way. I think, um, I've, I've really started to value just, just laying it on the table because I, I feel like by doing that, it it just creates this automatic um, filter and, and not filter like I only want a certain type of people near me, but more of a filter like some people don't want me around and I'd rather they just knew that and that we could just mutually agree like, ah oh, the way that we talk and the things that we're interested in don't, maybe don't jive and that's fine. But I don't want to try to make myself likable for the sake of, of finding that out later about somebody. So um, not necessarily like being confrontational, but just not being self-conscious, you know, not putting on acts. Like I, I feel like a lot of times when you first talk to somebody, you want to present what you consider to be the best version of yourself.
0: It's your representative. That's a that's a, that's a, Chris, yeah. that's a Chris Rock quote, right? It's like you're not meeting. So on the first date, you're not meeting the true person. You are meeting their representative.
1: Uh, yes, exactly, and and um, it's like what you would put on your, uh, I don't know, on your dating profile, right? Like, you're not gonna put on your dating profile uh, like, pretty smart, but still relatively certain that I'm socially inept, uh, also pretty pretty self-conscious about the fact that whenever I cook, it always seems to be for eight people, even when the recipe was supposed to be for, pre- like, you know what I mean? Like, all the stuff that, that it, it is you, like the way that you are, but it's not what you would tell somebody. It's you. You put it out as like, "I'm a great cook" and "I'm an outdoorsman," even though I've only been on two hikes in the last six months. You know, But all these, <laughs> things, like, you you create this uh, this idealized version of yourself to try to attract people, and then uh. it ends up ultimately it's it it becomes this very difficult, um, difficult like realization, and it's kind of a letdown on both parties. Because you both put on your best, uh, your best, like your, you, you put out your representative and then you realize later like, man, you're only like 10% of what you said you were on OkCupid.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like it's weird? Um, do you tell people that you have a best friend? That sounds like a weird thing to say, right? Like, hello, I have a best friend. <laughs> but you know what I mean though? Like it sounds, because one, it seems weird that I mean, maybe it seems weird. It feels kind of weird to me. I'm like, yes, I have a best friend. I've known him for almost 20 years. Uh, I feel like best friends are something that little girls have, however.
1: No, I agree. I think um, it feels really strange to talk about having a best friend, especially, you know, I'm 30. Like, you know, we, we both just turned 30 over the last, over the summer and the idea of, um, of a 30 year old man saying, I'm gonna go hang out with my best friend. It's, it, you know, like that 30 year old man takes on a very particular type in your, in your mind. And he, and he's like the guy who lives in his parents' basement still, um, yeah. but it, but like what it is is what it is. Like you and I have been close for almost 20 years now. Um, so I don't necessarily feel self-conscious about the friendship. Uh, mm. Terminology is tricky, though, because I, I I usually don't tell anybody that I have a best friend. I, I usually say like you know my my good my, good, my good buddy Nate.
0: <laughs> I hope you use that like tonality also. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but no, it's um it, it is a little it, it's a little weird to describe because it you know uh, like I remember there was one point where I. Uh, it was like four years ago, and I had, I had started dating this girl, and I brought her home for the first time to meet my parents. And, and this was after a period of maybe three years of me being single, uh, following another relationship. Mm-hmm. And at one point, my dad pulled me aside, and he said, you know, I'm really surprised. And I, I said, what, what do you mean you're surprised? And he goes, well, it's just that you and Nate have been so close for so long, I, I kind of thought at some point you were going to bring him home. <laughs> <laughs> it's like really Did, I didn't know that we put off that vibe but uh you know it but I guess it is kind of strange for for adult men to have a close relationship that's not sexual. Yeah. Um but I it never, it never seemed weird to me because I've nah, you know we've either. just always been friends and And, and what's no, wrong
0: with bringing me home? What the shit?
1: Well there's there's nothing wrong with it. I think he was just surprised <laughs> that uh that it, it wasn't you.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember when you, I remember when, uh, it's, it's actually whenever you start dating anyone new, um, like when you just started, when you dated Marissa and you were going on the first couple of dates, I, I enjoy getting that text message and it's like, Hey, I need you, I need you to like help vet her for me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I to it's, see what you feel. Well, what, what's really cool
1: about it is like we have this, uh, this understanding of each other where we're able to know what's kind of good for the other person in in the sense that like you can see through my own like I don't know sex addled brain That's like oh new relationship like uh, pretty girl likes me and you can look at it and go uh you know this is maybe not the best idea so (laughs) it was always nice to be able to to just hit you up and say hey can you uh can you maybe like sanity check me here and and make sure that I'm not doing something that's 100% directed by my penis. Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Um, what I like about it too, though, is like, I, we never make decisions for the other person. And I think that's huge, right? It's always, I just want a fresh perspective from someone that really understands me. And I know has my interests in mind as well as theirs. And I feel like if you, if you feel strongly about something, I take a lot. I, I take that into consideration because I'm. I, I feel like we've been through so much that it would be short sighted of me to completely look over what you're saying or how you feel about it. Yeah. Well, and that's which think, doesn't mean that I don't do it though. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah, we've both
1: uh, acted against each other's better judgment, and we've both been right and wrong in doing that.